Hello guys, welcome back to South African Motorcyclist. Carl yeah, and I'm joined with Sean. How's it going, dudes? Episode 6, Sean, can you believe it? 6, man. 6 is crazy, actually. Yes, Insane. I said 6, not 6. I'm just saying. <laughs> but his mind was thinking that. Oh, of course, I'm a <laughs> But anyway, okay, right, on our on number 6 today, we're going to be having the long one again, right, Calibor? Yeah, it's the long one again with uh, the riding tips, maintenance, and all of that stuff included. Yeah. We have a bit of extras coming in there just to, to say what's going on on this weekend coming. And yeah, this uh, weekend coming, yeah. We'll, we'll speak to you guys about that in a sec, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong there, Sean. We're going to go over to a break quickly, give you guys some lack of music to listen to just for a little bit there. And then we're going to carry on with this episode. So we're back after that fantastic music over there. Um, right now, me and Kylie is going to be speaking about <laughs> yeah. the millions and millions of miles we've been riding this week. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't had much time for that this week uh, yeah. with work and everything on my side. So, uh, so of course, Sean hasn't even been commuting. <laughs> we'll get into that. His bike's been in the workshop a little bit longer than expected. Yeah, quite it's a bit quite longer. sad because then I sit in the car and you know you're almost driving with a you know the company buck and these bikes come past you and like that's that could be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not today. <laughs> not today. So but, yeah, so we're gonna talk about uh, why Sean's bikes is in in the the workshop at the moment. Unfortunately, I actually don't really have a valid excuse other than working. Um, you know what, man? It's it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not I even on my side, and I'm sure on your side too. So it's 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 bit it's a bit rough these days, and plus the weather doesn't play with you. So it's it's a uh, no. Look, you know, weather's never really bothered me. You know, rain has never you know, stopped us of a ride. Rain's never stopped us. I mean, it's take like poison last year. I mean, I rode in the rain. <laughs> so I mean, you know, was it a rain? Was it a rain? No, it felt like rain. a draft that in the yeah. Ocean, I ocean. ran through the dam there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like, yeah, no, look, I mean, weather doesn't really start I me. Mean, it's just, it's just, my side has just been so chaotic the last week. I just haven't had a chance to even. Yeah, but I've, I've heard know. of like buddies of mine and stuff. They've been traveling down to Cape Town and coming back and I'm like, you guys just want to rub it in my face. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Just, just rub it in my face. But I'm actually glad that they got there safe and came back safe. So it's all good. Um, yeah. Peace well, out to those, those guys, you know who you are. I'm uh, definitely going to be riding this Friday. Yeah, I wish I could say that. Evening. Yeah, same. Shawnee's bike. Uh, who knows? Maybe your bike might be ready. I, I doubt would, it. You know what? I would have a Sifrit, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so, think I'll go spastic. Yeah, so I'll definitely be riding on Friday with the uh, Western Bikers Church. They're doing one of oh, their Monobras yes, again. Yes, it's the Monobra of the church. Uh, yeah. First one of 2020, so it should be a pretty good one. Should be uh, good, yeah. You guys can come out, come through, check it out. Just. You know, check on Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Western the, Bikers Church. The only rules is no alcohol, obviously understood. But uh, no women. No, sorry, no sorry, women. ladies. Only men, only for men. It's sorry, a guy thing. sorry. It's, it's, it's a guy thing. It's a biker thing. No, it's not just a biker <laughs> thing. I know a lot of female bikers, and you know that's what? rough. Yeah, no. Yeah, they're yeah, just no. they're just 
up there with us. They, they're real, man. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are right there up yeah, there with they make, us. They make some of the guys actually look a bit feminine, but anyway. Hey, you don't even, don't even joke. My first, my first landlord ever, when I, when I first <laughs> decided to move into my own place, I, I was renting a little garden cottage in this lady's backyard. And I do say lady. Yes. And I met her through biking. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just rephrasing this old lady, but yeah, no, look, but, old lady, old lady, but she um, would drive some of the guys on the tracks to shame. Bro. She's the same <laughs> age as my mom, eh? Scary. She's the same age as my mom. That's scary. And uh, you know, th- there was a meeting once within the the group that she was riding with that the ladies wanted to separate and rather ride on their own because the guys intimidated them. And she stood up in that meeting. I, I hosed myself. I was standing there. And she stood up and she said she refuses to ride with the ladies because she wants to ride with the men to intimidate them. I was, I was broken, eh? And I she got broken. it right. I she mean, how it. she flies around with that Harley Davidson. Uh, yeah, she, it softened, it's, what is it? Nah, it's a crossbone. Harley, Harley so Davidson yes. crossbone with all the, all the bells and whistles, right. racing-wise. Literally said all the bells and whistles. It would put a few... Super bikes to shame. Well, you know what? Eh? When you I drove with your with your with your blade, wasn't it? I was still on my blade. Yes. When I moved yes. in there, I was still on the blade. And let me tell you something, robot to robot, <laughs> just some. That was the most evil Harley I've ever seen in my life. I've only I've only seen a cruise pass slowly. I've never seen her on the highway. But I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't. Yeah, no, she's she's scary. Uh, brilliant rider though. Brilliant person too. Brilliant she's person. So amazing, amazing person. Uh, she's actually a follower of the podcast, I oh, believe. She is. Okay. Well, so, she's listening. So Hi, big ups to you. Big ups to her there. Um, yeah, so yeah, she she definitely knows who she is. No, she definitely <laughs> knows who she is. She's awesome. Um, her husband as well. Awesome people. Such awesome, yeah, such cool awesome, people. Awesome such people. Cool people. Uh, both riders. They now busy with like heavy into the vespers and stuff like that for entertainment, <laughs> yes. which is really cute. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I then like the and it's, it's, yeah. it's funny enough because they come past on the Vespers and these guys on the bike look at them and they're like, oh, what's going on, guys? Yeah, and, then yeah, the and then they pull out the Harleys. <laughs> and then it's like a whole different ball game. Then it's like then it's like uh, measuring up between the two. You know, it's it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a schlep. But that's uh, quite a jump from from engine size and wheel size. I, I don't know how else. they do it. I don't know how they do it though. To be honest, I mean, going from. This awesome power between your legs to like this little puny. Th- you know what? I th- you know what I think it is that appeals to people about the Vespers. Mm. It's that danger factor. <laughs> because I don't mean to be funny, hey, but those things are really dangerous. They did cans, bro. Those things are really dangerous. You know, when we were talking to uh, old Spilly from Bob, uh, he was actually saying he started out on a on a Vespa. A Vespa. Ah, well, I started off on a big boy. I mean. Those One things five, are bro. dangerous. I remember I, I still got a little 125 big boy as well at a stage just for fun. Gosh. I fell off of that damn thing more, more than off of a bike. Then off of the super bikes. <laughs> and I fell harder off of that thing yes, than on the super bikes. It's, it's funny enough, like, I, I, I promise you, right? But, like, the first time I fell, it was literally up the street here. Uh, coming to a standstill, but it wasn't, it wasn't even fo- I wasn't even driving. I was barely even driving 40. How drunk were you? <laughs> no, I, was, uh, I, was, I never, never climb on a bike when I'm drunk. But anyway, scooter either. But uh, yeah, definitely not a scooter. No, definitely drunk. not a scooter. No. <laughs> so I like it was raining, so I, I slightly tapped the front brake. Well, hello, skid. <laughs> I skid till the park, bro. It was, yeah, it was, it was a bit violent. I felt like a fool there, but yeah. 
Yeah, look, those those little scooters are a lot more dangerous. You know what? We can actually take our hat off to some of the guys that are hardcore into that. Because, I mean, those, those things are dangerous. And the guys with the Vespers travel from here down to Cape Town and back. I mean, yeah, some yeah. bike drivers are like, geez, bro, I can't take the wind. Imagine on a Vespa. That's all I'm saying. And you must know, eh, even with those little Vespers, those guys are averaging 120 k's an hour. Eh? They push it. <laughs> you, you come off of that little thing at 120 k's an hour, you're going to know about you it. You fall with that thing, you're going to know That's about it. That's the problem. You're going you're gonna to know about it. Because when you fall, that thing goes with you. Yeah, so, it's so terrible. This is SA motorcyclist. So, I mean, motorcycles are pretty much originating from scooters. I mean, they started. If you think about Harley Davidson, bicycles. They started small, and then they grew. Yeah, no. So I mean, look. I mean, technically speaking, motorcycles, scooters, yeah, two wheels, engine, not the same ratio, but <laughs> it's it's basically the Smallest. same. Thing. It's still it's still it's basically the same. They still wear helmets. They still wear jackets. They're still on two wheels. It's it's. They've got a little tiny baby license code, but <laughs> you know, it's still the same basic license code. Yes, that's true. Yes. So yeah, no. So they're definitely falling. So yeah, no. So guys, uh, we're gonna take a break now. Uh, like we said just now, don't miss out on on the the mana bry. Um, it's on the Facebook page. It is on the Facebook page. Kylie's gonna be there. I'm gonna check if I can be there. Yeah, look. Um, so if you guys wanna huddle up and come check us out, it will be actually fantastic towards the church too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an epic thing. You know, it's it's really an amazing thing. I've enjoyed all the mana bras that I've gone to. Not only that, I've been um, to the church a few times too, and it's actually quite good. Eh? You know, I went to the to the Wesham Bikers Church for when they first started and was. In a rid of CBD. Yes. <laughs> that was that was that was terrible. But you know they've got a really nice premises and stuff like that now. It's really epic. So yeah, no. So guys, check it out. If you if you don't have the details, check it out. If you need the details, just drop us a message. Yeah, we'll we'll send you through the details and everything for that. Yeah, and then if you guys can come through, come through and support, man. You yeah. know what? You don't even have to buy anything or anything you just can rock up and you know check it out yeah see just the vibe. feel the vibe there's check a bunch this is going to be a bunch of bikers obviously um a lot of different uh clubs clubs yeah, gonna there's be a lot there. of clubs there yeah. and uh, they're all chilled so don't worry it's not going to be a scary no thing. it's not scary everybody's relaxed everybody everybody's beats. chill that's like the that's like the holy ground of bikers over there yeah so. no none of us none of us get out of hand on something like that and yeah no you know it's, it's a it's a bring and bra without alcohol you're not allowed any alcohol on premises Neither woman. Um, or ladies, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, they can come to the Sunday service. Oh. They can come to the Sunday service. I can. I can already hear a bunch of bike ladies not gonna be happy about this. This number one, but we're yeah. sorry, ladies. It is a mana brai for the church. So I mean, we are doing this for a good cause. So yeah. Yeah. Just, let just, let your husband go for the just, day. Just 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 tell him he can ride, okay? Because we're always gonna have to ask him to if we can go, okay? You understand that? But uh, yeah. So just. Just help us on this one, okay? <laughs> but anyway, we're going to slam that break now, guys. We'll be back with uh, more in a few secs, eh? Maintenance and ride tips. All right, guys, we are back. And it's a long episode, so we are including maintenance to this one. And today's maintenance topic, we're going to be talking about... Sean's already cringing. I, I can see his face is already cringing. We're going to talk about shocks. In specific, actually, your front shock, because that's uh, your front suspension, because that's yeah. obviously your, your major worry, actually, because your back, we're putting money on the fact that you've got a mono shock at the back, which means that you've only got one shock at the back. And it's fairly covered. And it's fairly well protected. 
So today we're going to talk about the front shocks. So I'm going to actually hand over to Sean so that he can tell us what happened with his, which is why his bike is in the workshop at the moment. And this is why I'm going to be crying for this whole segment. <laughs> anyway, no, look, um, sorry guys. Um, so what happened is I, I, I can't even, I was from here, right? Yeah. I was from here and then, uh. I just I stopped and for some reason I checked from my phone here and I, I saw a bit of dripping and stuff going on on my on my front one. I'm like, oh gosh, is this like brake fluid or what's going on? And yes, the horror of seeing your shock leak is kind of a heartache from yeah, a mile a away. Situation. And it, it was quite scary because it was leaking straight onto my front brake, literally onto the caliper. Yeah, sorry, caliper. I said canister. <laughs> canister, yeah, Can, right. Yes, canister. There we go. That one. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of the scary part because of that. That liquid is very, 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 very slippery. Sorry, guys. Just a quick one with Sean's canister caliper situation. <laughs> this is why we don't have him normally talking maintenance. I'm just saying. <laughs> a guy can make mistakes. Come on, man. <laughs> anyway. So, you know what, I take it in, I'll be like, guys, come on, my bike is still fairly new, what's, what's going on, you know, what, what can you guys organize me? And um, I'm going to say Honda, I'm not going to say which Honda, but no. they, they were fairly they were fairly good and they fairly tried to help me out and, and it ended up, um, actually... Yeah, no, you actually thought originally it was just the fork seals. I thought it was the fork seals, they also thought it was and the mind fork you, I seals. Also, yeah, I also looked yes, at it still for yes. you and I still said to you, it looks like the fork seals. Now, bear in mind, I said to Sean, fork seals, because... About three weeks prior, uh, I had to drop off a Africa Twin at at the exact same Honda. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, fair enough though. That that's just basic riding wear and tear. Yeah, no wear and tear happens on your for, fork seals, for fork definitely. Seals. Um, but that's just why we're talking about the maintenance part of the shocks right mm. now. Um, so this doesn't happen to y'all. That happened to me. So. Um, because of because of the, the the fork seal and all of that stuff, I asked him to just check my bike properly and see how it got to that point. Because I checked the mileage on the fork seals, and it's like they say, well, they estimated fifty thousand k's. Yeah, which so is it's, what it's your quite it's quite should. it's quite a distance to ride on fork seals, which is quite cool. But um, they tune me now. Uh, there's a bit of a problem. So I asked him what's up, and they tune me now. You have a stone chip. On your shock. Yep. This yeah, is, I remember this the is, photos. This is uh, even I told Carl and Carl's like this. This can't be that. That's a yeah, solid piece I was of just metal. Like, like how, what the heck? How how is that possible? So I I obviously got a bit uh, cross, rushed back to Honda and be like, how is a, a solid piece of pure metal chipped? Like I just I couldn't understand it. Yeah. So I spoke to the to the um, workshop manager. No, was it workshop? Was it not? Yeah, no, anyway. he's he's the workshop manager. And some kind of manager. <laughs> anyway, uh, workshop manager. Let me just call it that. Uh, he tunes me. So the first three mils of of that shock is a uh, uh, hardener. So yeah. what happened? Uh, uh, well, I think, or me and Carl think, when we went for the the the, the nasal ride, nasal yeah. ride, the rock hit me from the front. Yeah, we went not, through not a Wayne lot Johnson, of a Johnson, a rock. We went through a lot of detours yeah, there. Yeah, no, Susie wasn't very kind. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so I I figured I pick it I picked it up there somehow. So it was it was a bit of a, a cringe moment when they told me the pricing and stuff like that. Yeah, but she is she is being fixed, and. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Hopefully soon I'll have my yeah. bike back and then I can go from there. So, Although, mind you, you know what? It could have even... You know what? Uh, I was actually having a chat to that service manager as well because I know him. Um, and him and I were actually busy talking because Sean accidentally... Okay, Sean, I know this is a really soft spot, but we have to bring it up. Sean accidentally dropped his bike in the driveway the other day. And we don't know if it might have chipped from that, which was what we actually thinking could have also possibly happened. Well, I mean, yes. It's it's a painful situation. It's a to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a painful situation. Um, But yeah, so we're gonna talk about forks. You know, it's something that a lot of people don't really think about. Yeah, no, I mean. It's the last thing that you'd expect. No, it's the last thing that you'd expect. It's not a it's not a very fun thing to have, and it's not something that you that you want having a problem with. Yes, no, it's um, quite dangerous. It's not it's not one of those quick MacGyver fixes that you can do mm-mm. on on most or like ask a buddy who's good and good at uh, mechanics and stuff like that to help you out. It's 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 something that's truly it's life or death, man. It's really it's not even yeah. funny. You know what? Uh, it's like I've always said. Um, like with this Africa twin that I ended up having to take in a couple of weeks prior to yours going in. Um, it was just wear and tear. Fork seals just gave in and it was it was time for new fork seals. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> the guy whose bike it actually is still looked at me and he's like, can I sort it out? And I looked at him and I was like, dude, I don't mean to be funny, but there's two things on a bike I don't play with. And that's obviously tires. I don't, I don't play with tires unless they fitted by accredited guys and I don't play with shocks. Front shocks especially, I do not play with them. Point blank suspension, bro. You don't play with yeah, that. Yeah, there's just, there's just, <coughs> you know what? Setting it is still one thing. Like setting is still understandable. <coughs> yeah, setting is, setting it up is still one thing, but actually dismantling it. No. To no. put it back together. Nope. No. No. Uh, this, you is know not, this is no. not Legos, guys. This no. is not Legos. So, uh, right now we're gonna, we're gonna try and we're not going to try. We're going we're gonna to tell you guys about... about we're going to... Well, speak about how we can make it better for your shock to be, you know, looked after. And uh, actually, Carly told me about this. They call it socks. Yeah, the shock it's, it's socks. shock socks. Yeah, so. shock socks. <laughs> so we were actually busy joking before this segment, actually, where Sean was... Uh, uh, when he's like, you know, he's definitely getting socks for his bike. <laughs> And uh, I still pulled the joke that uh, Sean just wants to put a condom over everything. And I said, no glove, no love, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't yeah. have it on, it's going to hurt. So you've got to make sure it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll talk about, uh, about the socks and stuff like that as well just now. Um, but you know what, guys? You know, basic maintenance. Basic, basic maintenance. Uh, a little bit of dust. A lot of people don't realize a little bit of dust. It works its way in underneath that rubber. And it works it all. Rips it apart. Yeah. Um, the, the point is that that, that, that oh. shaft goes past that rubber so damn close that it, yeah, it, it actually, it it actually cuts it. It's a little tight. bit of dust cuts it. It's tight. It's yeah, really, it's really tight. tight. And I mean, if you look at the new suspensions that, 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 that we're running on bikes, it's actually got a spring that holds that, that rubber as close to that shaft as absolutely possible. possible. And you gotta remember that there's there's a whole bunch of pressurized hydraulic oil sitting underneath that thing. Yeah, that's where it leaked out. Um yeah, that was obviously what was leaking out. And I mean that that oil has to be set at a certain pressure for that shock to work properly. So 
you've got the shock moving obviously up and down obviously when it moves down you're compressing that oil that oil then bounces back and pushes that shock back which is what gives you your suspension realistically yes, on the which front is, which is the scary part when your one side is slow and your other side is still strong exactly especially when it comes to cornering you know if, if you if you're cornering you don't realize it uh some of you guys might not realize it but hopefully the majority of you guys know about it um when you're cornering you're actually counter steering so what happens is if you go into a left bend for instance you're obviously leaning into the left your right hand shock is is pushing out so with your right hand shock pushing out if you don't have enough pressure pushing out you're not going to be able to get that bike to drop down as well uh, you're not going to be able to get the bike to turn the turn, way that yeah. it's supposed to turn which is very dangerous so you know front suspension really something to look out for um luckily with the cruisers and stuff like that like on my side with the shadow um I've got so much chrome plating around that thing. Mm. I don't even need the shocks. It's actually a tank it's on two socks. wheels, but anyway. Yeah, it's a tank. It is a tank. <laughs> I know it's a tank, tank it's but a tank. I'm happy that it's a tank because yeah, I don't yeah. have your problems. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, I don't ooh. have your problems. I'm going to keep quiet. <laughs> we'll not give you bad JoJo over here. Let me just keep quiet. So, yeah. So, no, look, I mean, guys, you know, look, keep you the dust. Keep that dust off of it. If you're on the dirt bikes, wash it down after every go ride go through dust bro just stop and just rinse it off or you know what yeah just it's, it's regular maintenance just look after your bike look i just in case keep yeah clean. yeah no look i i've i'm i'm you know what I'm you've learned go, your I'm, lesson i've learned my lesson it's not the point that um i don't clean my bike it's the point that also my bike stands outside yeah it does not it stands outside cover. a lot so. we did build the covers and stuff now so it's gonna be covered from now on but uh, during that period, obviously, I mistook yeah. uh, the, the, the warnings over there. And then, uh, yeah, this is what happens if you don't listen, kids. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. We, so, I couldn't have said it better. It's, it's, very, it's very painful on that one side. But uh, yes, guys. So if you have a leakage, please, please don't try and ride with your bike. I know if it's your only means of transport, it's the same as me. It's my only means of transport. And uh, I couldn't. I just I couldn't because it's first of all it's very close to your brakes. Second of all, with you going into turns, you will come off. There's no there's no doubt about it. Not just that, you know, you got that oil dripping through your calipers Everywhere. and on your disc and stuff like that. It sprays onto your tires as well. Yeah, so I was about to say even on so, the tires. So you know, I mean, it adds onto the tires. There's enough oil on the road. You don't need more oil you on your tire. You don't need more damn rainbows, man. No, there's no more. No, you don't need more than the, 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 than what there already is. Sorry, yes. I got a bit tongue tied there. Yeah, you okay. don't need more than what there already it's is. Okay. It comes with age, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to rub that in, aren't you? You're going to rub that in. Anyway. You took my bike, but I'm safe. <laughs> so, yeah. So, guys, you know what? Just keep your bike clean. Keep an eye on your front shocks. If you see so much as a drop of oil, Get it checked out straight away. Yeah, no Don't true. hesitate. Get it checked out straight away. Um, another trick that, that, that I picked up whew, many years ago. Shows his age though. I'm just yeah. Oh, get over it. <laughs> um, after cleaning your bike, you take a dry, completely, completely dry microfiber. You separate a microfiber cloth in your cleaning kit just for your shocks. Gosh, no joke, guys. He does this. You clean the shock, you dry it off nicely, you make sure that it is absolutely spotless, and then what you can do is, you can use a rubber, um, 
anything to to moisture the rubber itself like uh, what was that other thing that i was using the other day it wasn't q20 it was a silicone it was a silicone based product you just lightly rub it on the actual seal itself it just reconditions the actual seal keeps that seal as fresh as possible that you're gonna get the mileage out of your your um seals that you should be getting out of your seals yeah. so it's just a case of really taking care of them you take care of them like you take care of your gear uh you'll check uh, on the blog if you if you follow the blog you'll actually see i, I posted up a blog post the other day <laughs> with me busy polishing my leathers up with dubbing <laughs> and stuff um it was actually quite an amusing one i let my wife read it before i posted it and uh, she was she was broken she was in tears and she was laughing so much but yeah um so yeah just just really guys take care of those fork seals with yeah. that i think we're gonna go over to a break and then we'll come back with the last segment segment if you want to call segment, it segment. that no. yeah segment segment before segment. before we start you know finishing off with the the podcast for the for the night yeah no look uh, guys yeah listen like we said just you know what check your bike bro that's it's yeah. when you stop climb off walk around see if there's nothing leaking especially when it's hot especially yeah. when you just climbed off yeah. your bike because of because of the oils and your whatever is, is still like, i'm gonna say yeah. watery yeah it's thin it's thin yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be dripping it's gonna you know what if it you're drops, gonna spot it you're gonna spot it immediately but yeah all, all we're saying is keep an open eye you know and even if you don't spot it immediately after a ride um instead of just like speed washing your bike actually take time take your time wash it you can ask sean he, he's shaking his head at me so many times he rocks up and i'm busy polishing that my bike top to bottom and it's like i said to him on more than one occasion and he never listened to me until now um when i'm sitting polishing my bike and i'm making sure that everything's absolutely clean that extra 30 minutes that i spend cleaning my bike i went 30 minutes properly yeah, but I mean, you know what? That that little bit of extra time, I'm busy looking for anything that could be wrong. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, it's Breaks. not a, it's not only you. The person that's listening, Everything. Kyle, you know who I'm speaking about, right? The person is listening tonight. I know he he knows I'm gonna speak. When once he said, once Kyle said that he knows I'm gonna talk about him too. That guy is a clean fanatic, like he is. Him and I've actually, I know exactly Yo. who you're talking about. Him and I've actually spoken. I, I was actually laughing the last time I was by him and, and he was busy cleaning his bike and he was telling me about everything and I just looked at him and I smiled and I'm like, dude, I know exactly what you do because I do the exact <laughs> same this is, this thing. Is, this is how bad he is, right? So he's, he's a bit OCD, okay? So we go to, I think it was at Poison where they obviously have the Concords for best yeah. bike, right? Best looking bike. Now this man has been sitting there for two hours cleaning <laughs> his bike and... Uh, a certain friend of his, I'm not going to call names, he knows the story very well. He comes past and he says, uh, you missed the spot, and walks away. That guy becomes go. freaked out and cleans his bike all over again. I'd repolish the whole thing as well. So yeah, because, yeah, it's, 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 you know what, it looks after your bike. It, it just, it shows your love for that thing that you put your trust in you know realistically that's it you know what you gotta you gotta every time you swing your leg over you gotta trust that bike yeah and the only way to really trust that bike is to know that bike and to know that bike you gotta spend the time on that yeah bike. Talking, talking about knowing bikes sorry um now we got i'm going back to the shock part oh, that's cool um in your 
any maintenance and stuff. Like if you're on your bike, right? You you know your bike. You ride your yeah, bike. You know the feel, feel of it. it. If you feel something's out or something's wrong, your literally your body is telling, listen, bro, there's not something. Yeah, right something's right. not something's, sitting right. Something's not fine over here. Yeah, yeah, bro, you, you gotta go check it out. Cause I mean, it could be just you going nuts, but it can also be a life saving thing. It's like your sense is telling you. Well, you know what, Sean, talking about that, actually, now, now that I think about it, one of the guys that rides with us rides a BMW. <laughs> Sean knows the story. Um, he rides a BMW GS, and he actually rode down to Poison with me, and we stopped in Kronstadt. We stopped at the first garage coming into the town, and we, we got a very well-deserved cup of coffee because we were soaked already. And we walk out back to the bikes, and true as nut, there's an oil pool under his bike. Cut a long story short, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you see, I'm tongue tied again. To cut a long story short, though, what this guy did was, um, he stripped. He literally stripped his entire bike. Yes. When he got home, he ripped that bike apart. Part. It was it was engine out, checking everything, looking for this oil leak. He could not, for the life of him, find this oil leak. Gave up on it. Figured okay, maybe it was just a, a once-off type of occurrence type of thing. <laughs> Put everything back together. Cool, no problem. Carried on riding with it. Carried on leaking oil. Stupid thing. He goes and he washes it. Mm. Cleaning the bike. You know what caused the oil leak? The sump plug. The copper washer on the sump plug is what was the cause. And but he, yeah, he's he a, a oil changing fanatic though. And he only discovered it after washing the bike. How messed up is that? Yeah. So it just goes to show you guys, you know, just, just basically keeping your bike clean. Yeah, but I also like talking about the sun plugs and also what the people don't realize is that it has small washes inside. If it's cop copper washes, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, it's a copper washer. It's on, a copper washer that if you keep on turning it in and out and in and out, and it works. It off, does guys. wear. As it well, it yeah. wears out. It does wear. I've also had a friend on um, on his Busa. Yeah. That uh, we were literally on the way to go to poison. Like no 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 no, no sorry. Not the poison. It was a midnight run, sorry. Yeah. So we stopped by the garage and he's like, no man, we just cleaned his bike. Why is there oil? Once again. But luckily it was a small drip. It wasn't like peeling out, but um, it was dripping, dripping, dripping. And he's a, he's a very, uh, how can I say? Oh, look, you don't exactly want your bike dripping oil yeah, at look, all. But like, <laughs> no, not at all. But I mean, he's a, he's a very like, not, I wouldn't say scared, but a very um, cautious man. Yeah. So he's like, no, bro, that thing drips right underneath my tire. It's going to get onto my tire. I'm not doing this. So he turned right around there, went back, got one of his buddies' bikes and come through. Okay. Wasn't very happy. Was a very angry man after that. <laughs> but <laughs> so he was like very, 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 very pissed off. Took it back to the guys that was working on his bike. And they're like, no, man, there's nothing wrong. Also, was a sun plug. That little washer. And that's all that caused it. Fixed a new, puts a new watch in. All good, mate. Yeah, you know what, hey guys, I'm like, I serviced one of one of our vehicles and stuff like that in the yard the other day. And I mean, on on something like a big bucky, which mm. is what it is, it's a huge SUV bucky. 
uh, we won't get into names and details and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, something like that. I mean, the copper washer on that thing, some bloke. I think it's like six rand at Midas. Mm. So guys, you know what? Something stupid like that, really. If you're gonna do an oil change and stuff like that, don't waste your time. Just just buy a new one. Yeah, it's no. it's cheap. It's it's not the end of the world. I I can promise you. At max, those things are ten rand if it's a really specialized so, one. So if I can ask, and don't waste. Is it, if it's if if it's wrong that I'm saying, just call me out on it. If if it come to your, I'll say second or third change of oil, think about replacing them plug. You know, oddly enough, your workshop manuals don't even suggest that your workshop manual actually. Uh, I I can guarantee you, your workshop manual, regardless of what bike you're riding, even if it's a Vespa. Um, I can guarantee you, your workshop manual is going to say, change it out. As soon as you drain the oil, change the copper washer. Okay. Rather just don't waste your time. Don't play with that thing. Just change it out. Like I say, they average about six bucks for a little copper washer. You can pick them up literally anywhere. It's really not worth crying over six rand. Just, just spend the six rand, buy the little washer. I can tell you now, oil on my bike... It costs me on average of about 120 bucks a litre. You know what? I, I'm not going to spend 120 rand on a litre of oil. And you must know my bike takes just over three litres of oil. Mm. I am not going to cry for a six rand little washer to keep that 120 rand a litre oil inside that Liquid crank. gold, brother. Liquid gold. <laughs> it's literally liquid gold. So, yeah. So, you know what? Just spend a little bit of extra. Just buy the thing. Um, so yeah, so guys, we're gonna cut this this segment now. Finished. We've given you guys even more than we should have. Than, than what we originally <laughs> planned. Not sure what we originally planned, but you know what? We'll talk about that in another day as well. Um, oil filters and stuff. Maybe on the next one or something. But yeah, so we're gonna cut now over to a quick break, and then we will be back with the last segment, which is writing tips. guys so we're back after that break i hope you like the music bro um <laughs> we're gonna go on to our next segment that is riding tips today we are gonna be speaking about front brakes versus, versus back brakes and kyle is gonna take it over from you guys yeah well, look i'll still bring sean into it of course yeah, yeah. i'm actually gonna bring sean straight into right. the bat onto Here it we go. Um, because before we actually started recording and stuff okay we we talk about the stuff that we're talking about uh, so, you know, we're going to talk about the, the use of your front brakes versus the use of your back brakes. Um, for veteran riders, it's, it's kind of obvious, but obviously for the newer guys riding, uh, getting into riding, guys that haven't done track days, guys that haven't done advanced riding courses and stuff like that, or even just entry-level riding courses, it's it's worth knowing uh especially considering the fact that you know the maintenance segment had to do about the shocks now we're going to talk about braking and obviously what that does in terms of your suspension because your braking has a direct impact on your 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 suspension setup so with that i'm going to bring sean straight into the mix because you see sean's on one of these new bikes with abs because we're fancy like that. Yeah, I is fancy, fancy, fancy. It's not like me that rides. I, I, you know what? 
Exactly. Just put no, it but you know what? I mean, all... <sighs> when I traded in my first blade for one of the newer 600 RRs, it, it was Honda, incidentally, that brought out the, the ABS on Superbikes first. Um, I had the option of ABS. And I went out and I hammered the ABS versions of the bikes. Look, obviously, ABS has gotten a hell of a lot better since the first first batch of ABS bikes that came out. Yeah, it looks um, good. But, you know, I don't know. For my personal riding style, I am I must be honest, I am not a fan of ABS. Um, it's nice to have. But it's also because you're used to the old track bikes. Yeah, you know, I'm used to, I'm used to riding manual i'm not used to having stuff you know i don't want the computer to tell me what what the bike can and can't do i i i know what the bike can and can't do that's why i'm pushing the bike and yes it does sometimes involve sliding down the tarmac but you know what that's how you learn this is called hard asses yeah basically <laughs> but yeah so you know we're gonna get onto the topic of sean first because you see when we were talking about this whole front brakes versus back brakes mm. and sean with his nice little abs system and he's mm. like i barely ever use my front brakes because i, I don't i know you don't i just put my foot on the back brake and the bike stops and yeah okay just for emphasis <laughs> i didn't sound that stupid but anyways yeah no he sounded worse mm. uh but yeah we'll get back to that um so yeah, look, you know, I mean, if you've got the ABS, show me, and you slam on the back brakes. Don't speak to me. You've been speaking to me about this. Speak yeah, to but we're trying to get this through you. Um, if you've got the ABS and you slam on the back brakes, what you don't realize what's happening is, is that the computer is automatically throwing pressure to the front brakes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the road bikes, it it's what it's designed to do. It's designed to throw majority of your braking to the front, which is a lot, a lot of people don't realize. When you start riding track and stuff like that, especially if you're riding track, you don't even touch your back brake. You, you, Obviously not, you barely, the the back there. You barely well, and touch your, your grip, back brake. To be honest. Yeah, all your grip is on the back. So you rather throw out the front as opposed to throwing out the back. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but like, you know, I mean, that's, that's where we're road riding versus dirt riding is two very different things mm. uh your road riding you're going to apply more brake to the front um that's just how it is your back brake the only time that your back brake should in theory come into play when you're riding on the road is in an emergency stop situation and even like that you feather the back brake it's you barely even touch it it's just to to get the power off of the back wheel uh, which is basically stop the back wheel yeah basically stop the back wheel but too much and you go sliding the too back wheel locks up yeah <laughs> too little you go slamming uh, which is what the ABS systems do nowadays is that the ABS automatically works that out for you so it's a lot easier for the guys that are riding old school different ball game I, you, don't, even, I don't even think you need it you got it yeah um <laughs> If, if you if you have gone and bought in yourself, if it's your first bike or if you're just getting into riding and stuff like that and you're listening to this, do yourself a favor. Go find a nice, dead, straight, very quiet piece of road. Very clear road. Very clear. Make sure there's no cars. Hell, if you can, if you want to, if you're going to feel safer, go 
go into a shopping center, go find a parking a dead area parking space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's quiet, go and test it out. Right in a straight line, learn where your back brake locks. And then when you find where your back brake locks... You never get to that point. No. Unless it's an emergency. Oddly enough, believe it or not, I'm going to say this. When you find where your back brake locks, you go a, a ball air up off of the back brake, and then you do it another 50 times. You gotta train your muscles. Mm. That, that, that's what you gotta do. You know, I had an incident. Um, I was, I, I got stuck between a Honda Civic Type R and a Porsche 911 Turbo. Uh, going through Chrome Drive. Mm -hmm. I love Chrome Drive. Oh yes, he does. I love Chrome Drive. You know what? Yes, the speed bumps. They screwed it up with the speed bumps. I used to fly through Chrome Drive before they put the speed bumps and in. And that's why they put the speed bumps in. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying my, 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 my time from the circle at the end of Bayesna Deer through to the line park. So, so far to date, the six minutes flat with the speed bumps there. So you can imagine what I was doing with the speed bumps there. Um... But yeah, so I mean, I got stuck in a situation coming through the bends. They were actually busy putting the circles in. And those stupid little hodokis, those bump, those speed bump freaking brick situations that they got through Chrome Drive. And I came and I was in the bend. I was probably doing about 160 into the one bend. And I was, I was still in the bend. And it was just loose gravel and roadworks oh, and I'm hello you know what I pulled that bike up and because I knew where my back brake locked because of having practiced where my back brake locked I managed to bring that bike from 160 down to 20 in minute. meters seconds, actually. Seconds. seconds seconds so much so that the guy in the type R uh, I actually knew him he actually stopped right at the end of Chrome Drive where we hit what's now Mali Bongwe. Back then it was still Hanstradel. Mm. Where you could turn right to go to uh, Lancero, you turn left to go up to Harkis. He actually stopped there and he, he climbed out of the car and he came to me and he's like, he's never seen a bike s slow down that fast without sliding. And you know what, guys? It, all it is, it's practice. Practice, practice, practice. That's why I say, go find yourself a nice little quiet spot find out where your back brake blocks and then practice it another 50 times right there it's muscle memory that's all it is if you can do it on one bike you can do it all you can pretty much do it on any bike because you know what drum brakes disc brakes makes no difference what brake you got on the back it's gonna lock my shadow's got a drum brake on the back i know where she locks I know where she locks. Look, obviously your drum brake doesn't lock as quickly as what your no, disc does, not, yes. but it does lock. But she locks. <laughs> she locks. So yeah, you know. And she locks down hard though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she locks. When she locks, she locks. It's it's a very scary situation. <laughs> and then you get and then you get skittish and then you open up the throttle because then you you get bung. I've seen a lot of guys do that as well. The back brake locks, and then they 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 skrik. Yeah, the, the, the first the yeah, the first thing you do is your body goes forward. You tend to obviously grip onto your yeah. to your um, onto their throttle. On the throttles. Mm. Well I wanna say handles because it's actually yeah. first handle and throttle. And then once they grab it, 
your 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 body weight is forward already. Yeah. So once you open up throttle, it goes back, and as you go yourself back, you open up throttle more. That's how you. Yeah, your front your wheel. Your bike, your bike leaves you there. Your front wheel comes up. Hey, you know what? Funny story. I actually, I know a guy that that did that. Uh, it was in the middle of the winter. And there was black ice. It had rained the night before, and there was black ice on the tarmac. He actually wrote his bike off, like that, opening the throttle. He hit the pa- he, he slid, hit the patch of black ice opened up the throttle the bike was then the bike obviously went ballistic mm. because now it was just spinning mm. and he the back end moved a little bit to the side caught traction and literally just lurched forward and he flew off of the back and the bike went flying especially with the super bikes because there's a lot of torque on that back wheel uh, that thing sh- hp but we'll talk about that in another one. Sorry, Shawnee. Uh, <laughs> if you could see his face, you'd be hosing yourself. <laughs> it's brilliant. Anyway, like I was saying, there's a lot of power. You know what? Sorry, just a quick one. Let's just let's just clarify this. HP or horsepower or kilowatt determines how fast you hit the wall. Torque is determines how far you take the wall with you. <laughs> just, just to to clarify that, but we'll both power talk, both power. Let's just get over it. Yeah, it's power. anyway. It's power. It has a lot of power on the mm. or HP on the back wheel, and that thing when, it, when once that once that traction hits, it's like a bullet underneath you. Yeah, it's it gone. kicks. It's it gone. kicks straight away. I've seen guys' bikes do backflips by hitting yeah traction and just flipping. And it's it's quite scary. Or you lucky and it does a little dance for you while it drives away from you. Yeah, and you your adrenaline pumps fast enough that you can run and catch it. <laughs> Pretty dancing. much, I've seen I've seen that. I've happen. seen that. I've seen it well, on yeah. tracks. I've seen it on on, on road the roads riding, yeah. a lot. Road running, literally. Yeah. yeah, road running, literally. But yeah, so anyway, but back onto the topic with the brakes. So yeah, so guys, you know, front brake. When you're on the tarmac, front brake is your predominant brake. Um, when I'm riding, like I say, the only time that I'm, when I'm on the road, on tarred surfaces, the only time that my back brake ever engages is in an emergency stop situation when I need to do that. And oddly enough, pillion riding with the misses on the back of the bike, with that extra added weight, I, f- I feather the, the back brake mm-hmm. a little bit when I come to stopping just to keep it in, in control because she gets a little bit nervous when all the all the weight gets distributed to the front, the front so yeah. you know what I mean I then just feather it um, dirt riding however different ball game oh that's 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 the play bro there you intentionally hoy yeah dirt riding <laughs> dirt riding oddly enough you, you're not gonna hit the front wheel uh, the front brake you just hit throttle because you want to be slack yeah but <laughs> not just that when you do come to a stop majority of your braking on a dirt bike is the back obviously because it digs in Correct. So, you know what happens like with that? Uh, I was actually having a long chat with one of my mates that does a, a lot of adventure riding and stuff like that. And he's like... He know, does adventure riding with not even ro- off-road bikes. <laughs> yeah, he does adventure riding with literally anything. You could you could probably give that oak a blade and he'll take it up into the mountains. You can give him, you can give him one of those golf carts or <laughs> yeah. go off on the mountains with that stuff. He's heavy into his adventure riding. And, and him and I were busy talking about it. And he's like, it's the one thing he struggles with because he does a lot of the, the adventure guides, mm. the tours and stuff like that, where he takes the guys out riding and 
you know, gives them the basics and then sets them If you get a flat boy, you're going to be waiting for a while. Oh, that's why the adventure and the dirt bikes tend to run tubes that yeah. you can patch the damn thing on the side of the road. But um, yeah, like I say, we, we were talking about it at quite some length, back brake versus front brake and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, he lives on his back brake. He's obviously got ABS as well. Yes. So it's, a, it's, it's like me that says I only sit on my back brake, but it's both at the same time. Yeah, the computer's the doing though, it without even realizing but, it. Yes, you see, so it's not only me that Carl's assumes to be an idiot. But anyway. No, but the difference is you don't do adventure riding. But anyway. They don't have to do adventure riding. He turns off his ABS when he goes into the dirt. Yeah, but he's weird. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, so he turns off his ABS, and and you know he was really saying to me it's it's one of the 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 first things that he has to try and break out of the guys is that as soon as you hit the dirt, you can't use your front brakes, dude. Yeah, um, you mm-hmm. grab that front brake, and that front wheel it yeah. dives. It dives too much. Uh, your, it's your also because of the shocks that it's set so soft to actually take the bumps. Not just that. You know what it is? Is that that little bit of dust that you pick up on mm. the dirt road. You don't realize it, but it sits on your front brake discs. Mm. So where your front brake wouldn't lock on the road, on the dirt, it'll lock a lot quicker. Mm. Um, you don't have that friction on the actual tire yeah, itself it. pulling back. On the, on the thing so so what happens is, is that you, you your locking is so much quicker it's easier to save the back wheel sliding in that situation than what it is to save the front wheel you sliding. also have more control on your bike exactly so at least you still got your steering yeah uh, but but also what i what i heard when i was still in the in the, in the clubs that i was driving with mm. uh, a bunch of old guys told me because i always said like so if you're in a situation where it's raining yeah the roads are slippery Yes. Which brake do I use more? Still the front. Okay, so yeah, you say the front. They told me I shouldn't. I should stay off of the front more. Also, just further the ba- the back brake mm. because I was still driving ABS. But um, more like that, it's better for your back. Your, your I'm gonna say your ass to go out and tend and st- yeah. instead of your front. Uh, you stop the steering and tipping. Yes. So look, I mean, yeah, look, riding in the rain. Yeah, you still. You're still predominantly on your front brake. Yeah, obviously because. Um, but like you say as well, you feather the back brake in that situation, so you're not throwing all the load, all the weight, everything onto the front. Because it makes sense. I mean, you you need to steer. Like yeah, your ass you can go, but you can still handle it. You can with still your front. handle it with your weight. If your front no. goes, there's there's no steering though. It's straight no. or it's sideways. No. So that's that you can choose. <laughs> yeah, we we obviously with road riding when you're going at high speeds and stuff like that. You actually, believe it or not, it sounds ridiculous, but you want the front to go. Yeah. You don't realize it, but you want the front to go. That comes down to counter-steering, which we'll talk about in another episode as well. Yeah, um, we have a lot of talking about in other episodes. I'm sorry, we bring up everything. There's a lot of riding tips, there's a lot of maintenance, there's yes. a lot of things that, that, yes. that we can talk about. But we'll talk about counter-steering as well at a, at a later stage. But you know, you want your front brakes in tip-top condition. I mean, Sean knows, I mean... I felt the other day, you know, did that trip down to um, Oh yes, oh yes, yes. Pretoria and back quickly. Once again, it comes to the to the part of knowing the bike. <laughs> knowing yeah. the bike, you know, and, and it wasn't that my brake pads were completely toast, but I could feel there's something not right. It something's not right. It's supposed to break. Yeah. It's not. It's not breaking where it's supposed to break, and I changed out the pads. Whole new bike. So yeah, yeah. 
on your back. So yeah. And the plugs. Oh, Kobe, yeah, we won't talk. Well, about we're that. not going to talk about yeah, plugs because this is this that. is a sore part to him also. Yeah, I was very upset about that whole situation. But yeah, so guys, so yeah, so on the road, tarmac surfaces, front brakes, predominant brake, in the dirt, different ball game. Love that back wheel sliding out on you. Yeah, That's what beautiful. you want. Beautiful. So yeah. On the dirt though. On the saying. dirt, not um, on the tar. And stay away from paint. And I was about to say, and, <laughs> and uh, gravel, bro, gravel on the roads. You te- you would try if, if you go into a turn or whatever, try and go straight through it, and slow. No slamming brakes. No doing nothing because <laughs> you will, you'll sk- you'll skid, bro. Yeah, just cut through it. There's no way. Believe it or not, with me and Kyle stays, we have there's a, a lot we have of a big park, and it tends to have like a buildup of gravel in the middle of the road. Yeah. And uh, every time we go through that thing, we literally slow down to like about 20 and I go through yeah. straight. I don't care if I'm going to the next lane or the oncoming lane, I will go straight because yeah. there's no way I'm laying, leaning into that. Into that. So, yeah. But anyway, guys, um, Kylie, I think that's about I it think for that's this one. It. We're going to go to a quick break and then we'll just finish up for you guys. Sweet. we have come to the end of episode number six we just like to give you guys a recap uh, to check out our gear check out the t-shirts check out the hoodies and stuff like that with winter coming <coughs> up of the south african motorcyclist apparel yeah yeah no guys uh like we said we're gonna uh, try well i'm gonna try and be there carl's definitely gonna be there at the church for the manabrai we're gonna be wearing our gear we'll be wearing our gear <coughs> i'll definitely be wearing my gear oh, yeah, def- yeah definitely um, so yeah, if you if you guys want to make a turn there, if you guys spot one of us, feel free come up to us. As it will chat. We're yeah, we don't good. bite. Definitely not cow, but if I well, don't bite. <laughs> I might. <laughs> if you ask nicely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but uh, yeah, guys. So uh, if you guys can, please come through and uh, please check out again stuff on, yeah, on the Facebook it page. It's on the Facebook I'm sure page. Instagram too. Uh, yeah, it's on Instagram too as well. Uh, if you're not sure how to order and stuff like that, all you do is... Someone's dying here next I'm to me. Uh, and he doesn't even smoke, oddly enough. But yeah, so um, if you guys do see a design that you like or anything like that, just drop us a private message and then we'll sort it all out there for you from that. Uh, we'll organize sizes, t-shirt colors, uh, print design colors, and delivery and all of that stuff from from private message via Instagram or Facebook. Facebook yeah. yeah. No, either one of us, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, guys, so uh, I think that's it, Kylie. That's it. Let's call it a wrap. Uh, I think I think we've I think we've uh, fulfilled the whole long it's one, be a short long one. one, long one, short <laughs> one. So if you have listened to this whole podcast, we are, we're very grateful for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, say a real thank you. I mean, it's not very fun listening to a bunch of idiots talking the whole yeah, time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but thank you again for the support, guys. It's truly uh, meaningful to all of us. It's epic. Um, yeah, it's going to help us grow. And uh, the more you guys listen, the more we can speak about. Come on, guys. I mean, yeah, we can talk about more stuff. And we can talk about more shit. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so we are... I know on the last episode, we did say that we... 
were hoping to hook up an interview with Airflow. Unfortunately, they couldn't come through on this episode yeah. because of, um, you know, business and, you know, up and down and everywhere and stuff like that. We have trial tested the Airflow seat covers. I must say, I'm actually quite impressed yeah, with that product. Yeah, it's quite comfy and stuff there. I it's mean, actually a pretty impressive product. I mean, it's 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 the one thing that you can't change about your bike. It's just until now. Uh, until now. <laughs> until now. It's that is that damn seat that's either too uncomfortable or too damn hot, bro. Or too wet. Wet too. I hate sitting on a wet seat. Yeah, but no, anyway, it's you know what, fun. It's guys, fun. we're gonna we are not gonna talk too much about that. Yeah, we don't. Um, you'll, you'll you'll see it when it comes through. You'll hear about us. Uh, you'll hear yeah, about you'll it hear about through. it more he's from, gonna, from them. Yeah, he's gonna have more detailed uh, information about it. And, Correct. Uh, yeah. Then we'll we'll rip out the whole trump card on you guys. Look, I mean, we did a review. If you want to check out the review, it's on the blog, which is obviously okay. all over the Instagram and it's all over the Facebook and stuff as well. So if you guys want to check out our side's review on it, feel free to check that link out as well. Um, but yeah, no, we'll we'll save we'll save all the details about the airflow seat covers yeah. for airflow seat covers to actually join us on the podcast, which is yeah. gonna be epic. That's gonna be fun, yeah, it's gonna be good. So yeah. this was just a bit of a taster just to get you a bit intrigued. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, we're teasing you guys, I'm sorry guys. But uh, <laughs> We're like real strippers now, aren't we? We have just, to listen to the next one. We're real strippers now, we're just teasing you guys. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like that movie to be continued. Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, guys, from me and Carl, from Sam, good night and thank you for listening, guys.